Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And one programming note, I just saw my buddy Brian Kilmeade on television. I'll be joining Brian on his terrific television show, Saturday Nights. It's called One Nation. It's got a great guest list. Saturday Nights on Fox News. I'll be on this week, my second visit to Brian Kilmeade on One Nation. All right, my next guest has now... Uh, He's going to occupy this slot every Thursday morning, right now, 7.40 to 7.45 every Thursday morning for many, 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 many years. He was great on the aforementioned Fox News, Imus, you name it. Now he's great with me, Judge Andrew Napolitano. Judge Napolitano, good Thursday morning. How are you, buddy? Oh, I'm great. Uh, Thank you. And uh, I appreciate what you just said about my buddy Kilmeade. You know, Brian and I did a radio show together for three years called Brian and the Judge. Now, do you know what it's like to spend three hours a day, five days a week in a windowless room <laughs> with Brian Kilmeade? <laughs> he's hilarious. You oh, can't get mad at him no matter what he says oh. because he's so funny and so self-effacing. A wonderful and gifted guy. He really is. I love him, too. Big, big fan. So the cover of today's New York Post, Judge, has a picture of Elon Musk, and it reads... Two years later, Twitter censor admits blocking post was wrong. Elon, quote, Twitter interfered in elections. Twits about time, talking, of course, about burying the Hunter Biden laptop story, which to Bernard's credit, God rest his soul, he talked about that being the rigged election even before what happened in maybe Pennsylvania, maybe Michigan, maybe Georgia. Your thoughts on Elon Musk's accusations that Twitter was involved in election interference. Well, Sid, I've been a fan uh, of Elon Musk and and even a cheerleader for him during his uh, litigation uh, over Twitter, which is now over because he uh, decided to buy it, and thanks be to God. And I hope that it does return to the American town square. Elon Musk says he is an absolutist on the First Amendment, which means you can say whatever you want. I'm an absolutist on the First Amendment. Uh, Even hate speech you can articulate. In fact, you want hate speech because you want to know who the haters are, and you want to be able to counter what they say. But this is more serious than just some crackpot saying something hateful. This is a concerted effort by an entity which held itself out as neutral and which had, uh, you know, hundreds of millions of uh, subscribers during uh, the campaign. And now it turns out uh, that they were uh, cooking the books, so to speak. Not, not that they were fixing numbers, but they were hiding information from the public. So I am looking forward to Elon Musk revealing the internal emails and communications, which he now has and which he says he's going to reveal, which will show who knew what, who hid what, who suppressed what. The public has the right now to know that, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's not going to be pretty, uh, but we need to know what happened, who, who, who tampered with our brains, who tried to control the, the flow of the news. Who suppressed 
bad news about uh, Joe Biden so that he would appear to be a better candidate than he truly was against then President Trump. I want to know all that. Talking about I'm happy that Elon Musk is offering to do right, it. and wanting to know is is fair, and um, I want to know too. And I'll stick with the New York Post and my favorite columnist. I love this lady, Miranda Devine. She writes about Fauci today, but also FBI Director Christopher Ray. I know you and I have touched on this before, but it's worth bringing back. And to my friend George V, listening right now with Red Apple Media, I love you, George. I know you were a great, great. FBI person, but there's a lot of folks in this country that are really down on the FBI, and it starts with Christopher Ray. and over the years, whether it was a guy like Jim Comey or Paige and Strzok in that ridiculous love affair where they publicly tried to take down Donald Trump, what is your feeling on the FBI? Do you think it's mostly good and America needs to calm down, or do you think all this negative attention is deserved? I think the negative attention is deserving. Now, I know this is going to upset uh, a lot of my FBI buddies, and uh, and I have a lot. <laughs> At least one of them uh, works just a couple of offices from where you are now. Uh, there are some very courageous uh, people in the FBI who believe that the Constitution means what it says, but that's not the problem. The problem is a culture in the FBI uh, whereby they can cut corners uh, in the Fourth Amendment, whereby the FBI has gone from a crime-fighting entity to a crime-predicting entity. Now, how the hell can you predict crime? <laughs> ah, by spying on people. Uh, yeah. The FBI has become another domestic surveillance entity. This is not J. Edgar Hoover's FBI. Hoover was far from being a saint. But for the most part, they fought crime, and they did a good job. They didn't try and predict crime by spying on everybody. That's what the FBI is doing now. This began under Comey, and it's just exploded under Chris Ray. Chris Ray's got some problems because I don't think he was candid under oath to Congress uh, explaining what they were doing with this zero-click. Now, you and I talked about zero-click. The FBI doesn't like when we talk about it, but the public needs to know it. Zero-click is software that the FBI bought from uh, an Israeli software company, which allows the owner of the software to download the contents of somebody else's computer or mobile device without tricking the person into clicking on something, hence the name Zero-click. When Joe Biden, to his credit, found out that the FBI bought this under the Trump administration, he said, you guys are not using it. Get rid of it. It's, it's in a warehouse in New Jersey waiting to be used. That's where it was when they experimented uh, on it. But the fact that they would do something like this, download the contents of someone's computer without probable cause, without articulable suspicion, without a search warrant, shows that they're willing to trash the Constitution. Wow. Hey, George, I brought this up with my dear friend and the very, very famous defense attorney, Joseph Takapino, who you know very well yesterday. Oh, I love Joe. Yeah, I love Joe, too. We've been friends for 43 years since our days in fifth grade at Poly Prep in Brooklyn. But uh, it turns out that two of the Oath Keepers, including the founder, Stuart Rhodes, were found guilty yesterday of seditious conspiracy dating back to January 6th. Can you explain to my audience exactly what that means and how serious those charges are well the charge uh, i'll start with the second part the charges are very serious because he's now facing 20 years in jail seditious conspiracy is an agreement amongst two or more people to overthrow the government of the united states of america 
Now, in order for the jury to find that there was an agreement, they had to decide, was January 6th just a spontaneous uh, political demonstration that got out of hand, or was it a planned, plotted effort to prevent the transfer of power from Donald Trump to Joe Biden? And they decided it was the latter. Wow. You know, know, I got to tell you, it's shocking to me because— and this is just incorrect based on the definition of the word incorrect. But the media continues, continues to call that day an insurrection. It was not. And seditious conspiracy sounds like a byproduct of an insurrection. I mean, you, you have to show it with it weapons. Does. And that's what I was just about to say. If I were the judge in this case, I would have thrown it out. Right. You got you got five people conspiring to overthrow the government of the United States, it's, it's an impossibility. Right. And by the way, and judge with no guns. To perform. And no guns. It shouldn't be criminal. It's just an agreement amongst people who, who, are, who are just talking out loud. Um, it's wrong, and this guy's going to go to jail uh, for 20 years. Oh he didn't have God. a gun on him. He didn't lift a finger. He never went in the uh, Capitol building. He didn't harm a fly. And obviously the government of the United States was not overthrown. But that's wow. where we are today. As said, this is a major uh, victory for the federal government. They've tried many of these cases. This is the, the one in which they put in all of their effort, and they got the jury to make the determination that they want. I don't know who they're going to go after next. I, I fear, I fear it's Donald Trump. Right. I mean, if I'm Joe Tacopina, this guy has gotten people like Joran Vandersloot off, who clearly murdered that girl in Aruba. We know that. I mean, he's taken people who are guilty without a doubt and gotten them off. I am calling these folks, or they should call him, I should say, and appeal this because there's no gun. Like you said, it's five people. Uh, they didn't show up, uh, you know, in a, in a, uh, you know, with armor and all these things. It's ridiculous. You got to think a halfway decent attorney like Joe can get these people out. You know, sometimes uh, the government overcharges. They don't expect to win. They expect the jury to come down with a guilty verdict on a lesser charge. This time they overcharged and they uh, they prevailed. Wow. I don't know uh, how they're going to do on appeal. The the lawyer, the chief defense lawyer, made the terrible mistake of saying outside the courthouse yesterday uh, after the verdict came down, my client got a fair trial. Oh my God! Well, what are you <laughs> going to appeal if you think your client got a fair fair trial? The essence of an appeal is that the trial was unfair because the judge. Uh, made mistakes. This is a very fine and very fair judge. I don't even know what the appealable issues uh, will be, but there shouldn't have been a trial. There shouldn't have been uh, a prosecution. Uh, And the the DOJ is crowing this morning. They they got the scalp that they wanted, and they got it the way they wanted it. Wow. 60 seconds to go. I'm on record. Trump supporters don't listen. You know that. They're every bit as bad as his detractors. They're every bit as bad. I'm on record saying I'm still supporting Donald Trump. Still, I would vote for him today, even though I thought what he did last Saturday was despicable. I don't want to hear any arguments. He was trying to talk to Kanye West. I don't care about Nick Fuentes. Kanye West is the face of anti-Semitism. Throw Fuentes, Annapolis aside, he never should have been in the same room as ye, let alone invite him over and have any conversation. What were your thoughts on that big deal? I I agree with you 100%. And knowing the former president as a friend for 35 years, you know, he's impulsive. Uh, He didn't get bad advice. He got no advice. He didn't even tell his advisors he was having dinner with these uh, people. His his advisors should have blocked the front 
storm. Right. Not let Kanye and Fuentes in the building. This is going to stick on Trump's skin for the next two years, and it's indefensible. All right, we're on the same page. And you're brilliant, so I must be at least some. I love these Thursday mornings, Sid. God love you. Thank you so much. (laughs) I love you, too. We'll talk to you next week. There he is, folks. Judge Napolitano, now part of our weekly schedule, and we're really fortunate, lucky to have him because he's a really smart guy and a sweet guy. So thank you, Judge.